What's up and welcome to Party Invite, where we invite you to a gaming community of diverse enthusiasts. Your party members today are Thomas Egan. Hey, that's me. I came here straight from my green room. <laughs> Debbie Sorry. Hill. Hello. Carlos Gomez. That's me, I think. You think? That I'm dissociating, like, a little bit. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'm your party leader, Chris Mowry. On today's podcast, uh, I was sick for a week. Still sick, so I've been playing a ridiculous amount of games. Uh, everybody else has been playing a lot, too, uh, minus Thomas, uh, who's been working yeah. his ass off uh, in a green room or on an island of some type. Um, it's, uh, it's neither here nor there. <laughs> so <laughs> so we are going to just get into what we've been playing um, and uh, dig into all that stuff today. And we'll just bounce around back and forth uh, between everybody. And uh, who wants to start this thing? I can if you want. But you should. You've got like nine games. To there's. Play, right? It is not nine, and it looks uh, like some of them are cross with other people. Uh, yeah. so, so we don't. Okay, let's start with this. I played this game, uh, Curse of the Dead Gods. Uh, this is a Game Pass joint. Um, it was. It's only about three months old. It is a roguelite. Uh, it is released by Focus Interactive. Um, I can't remember the name of the studio. Uh, but it is a very, very good roguelite. Uh, I feel like it just still was... I feel like any roguelite now is going to have this, like, oh, is it? Is it Hades? It kind of looks like it's Hades. Is it a Hades yeah. ripoff? It's like, guys, come on. <laughs> There's a lot of these types of games. But anyway, um, I, asked, I actually checked it out. Um, it's on Game Pass. It's like one of those ones you could have easily missed when they dropped... 10 games in one day or whatever. Um, but it's very, very good. Um, it's difficult like any of those should be, but the, the mechanics are interesting. There's like um, little stamina blips that are used for your, your dashes and your movement. There is the art style is really, really great. Um, it's definitely got a Hades type art style to it. Um, but I'd also say also um, Darkest Dungeon. Like, if you were kind of to mix those two together. Yeah. Um, and some of the mechanics are a little Darkest Dungeon-y as well. You have... So the whole thing is you're an explorer that's exploring this temple. Um, ancient ruin temple type of situation. Looking for treasures and all sorts of like, stuff like that. Classic temple situation. Classic temple sitch. Anyway, so you also have a uh, torch to light the way. Um, when you're in darkness, you take 50% more damage. So there is a interesting little mechanic there where you have to like stay in the light or catch things on fire to illuminate the room in order to uh, combat. Um, you have three weapons. You have a uh, like a main, a secondary, and a heavy weapon, which would be like a two-hander. Um, and all of those interact differently. So like one could be like one that I keep getting uh, right now is like a shield and throwing knives. Um, another one that's, that's really fun to play is you have like a one-handed hammer in one side and a dagger in the other. And there's like little combos you can do with them. Um, there's also like pistols and a sword. Um, there's a lot of really fun different ways for that to work. Um, but the, the main crux of it is you are, you've entered this temple, uh, and 
you're becoming corrupt. Your soul is becoming corrupted the more that you're in there. So you can each time you go through a door, you'll gain more corruption. Once your corruption goes up, then you will get a curse put upon you. Um, that curse can be like um, your torch no longer has fire. It's like this like weird purple light, and you no longer you can't set anything on fire anymore, and you no longer take extra damage. So it's like sort of like a, a give and take. Um, now where that plays interesting in, in the gameplay is the, the, um, combat is really fun and challenging, but there'll be like certain rooms where you'll get to a well where it'll be like, Hey, you can upgrade your weapon with the money that you found, or you could spend blood, which corrupts you more, corrupts your soul more. Um, Classic blood situation. Each classic blood situation. Each time you get it up to a hundred, you will gain another curse, another curse, and another curse, and another curse until you get five, uh, and then it'll just once you get five, it'll just like tick away your health until you die. Um, You can get rid of curses by beating bosses and things like that, but it is like it is like that sounds dope. Yeah, I, I played I. I've probably only played like five hours of it. And even when I first picked it up for just like 10 minutes and messed around with it, I was like, oh shit, this is, this is one of those. This is an addicting one. This is, uh, this is interesting. And you get stuff that, that carries over like little perks and things that you've purchased and, uh, different weapons you have unlocked. They have a chance to show up at the, at the beginning of your runs and they all kind of seem self-contained as far as I see now. Um, like, it'll be like, you have a, um, um, this specific, uh, person you're going after, go take out that boss. And that'll be like its own run. And then you'll come back and it almost has like bridging, uh, like divergent pathways, like in, um, slay the spire where it'll have like, it's almost looks exactly like it, where it like shows you what you can go, go to. Um, so like the next thing will be money or it'll be an upgrade for your weapon or what have you. So you get to kind of make your choices, but it's interesting because the choices matter. Like if I decide to spend blood to upgrade my weapon because I don't have enough cash, then my next curse happens quicker and that subsequently affects the rest of the run, you know? So it like, it's really interesting. It's really challenging. The stamina stuff is like still really hard for me to hold on to like it's i'm still running out of stamina too often there's a parry mechanic that i just i'm always really bad at parrying um so that's going to take some time to get used to uh to get you know up to where i'm beating the game mechanics are like always tough yeah Listen, I, I feel thomas, like thomas already played way too much unto the game <laughs> to uh go to another game with a lot of parrying yeah yeah man i sure uh i sure do like to try to parry that's for sure yeah uh, but uh, but there's other stuff where it'll give you, like, if you have a shield, if that's one of your things you equipped, it increases your parry window by a lot. So it makes it easier for you to parry. Um, that's kind of like a Dead Cells, because a, a lot of yes. Dead Cells shields have that ability as well. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm so bad at parrying in Dead Cells. It's so bad. <laughs> I, will, I will say, if you are looking for a roguelite and you haven't found one since Hades to play that you enjoyed, this is that. Um it got a nine on IGN. Like it's, it's reviewed very well. I feel like it's just kind of got lost in the shuffle with everything that's been coming out. Um, and, yeah, uh, and 
Uh, I want to yeah, add that it's it's actually a, a team of twelve people that made it. So oh, very nice. Indie. Uh, they yeah. actually had a Dead Cells crossover, so I don't know if that's part of the Game Pass, if the DLC is part of it, but um, yeah, there's a Dead Cells crossover with it, so that's awesome. Hell fucking yeah. yeah. Um, there's like interesting stuff too, where like if you don't have your your um, torch out, you won't be able to see certain traps that will be hidden. So illuminating that stuff is like super important. You could set enemies on fire, and that's what illuminates the room. Like there's just really interesting depth in this that on the surface just seems like, Oh, it's just a roguelite, but it like quickly reveals its layers to you. And is like, this is, there's a lot more going on here. And for yeah. something like this to be on game pass where I don't know, this could be a 10, 12 hour game. Like that's, this is, this is why game pass exists is for stuff like this to become like a, a breakout. Hopefully it does because it seems like, the people that have reviewed it have reviewed it very well. Um, but I do feel like it did get lost in the shuffle. It's only been out for like three or four months. Um, so it is still a, a this year uh, game. But uh, really, really good. I suggest everyone check it out. Game Pass. If that if uh, roguelikes or maybe even Souls-likes are your, are your jam because of the Dungeon parries. Dungeon Crawlers, period. Yeah, Dungeon Crawlers. Um, there's a bunch of secrets and stuff. Like I, I watched a couple videos of like helpful hints at the beginning of the game to know um, and learn some stuff. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. I was doing that completely wrong. You know, like, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, that's been a, that's been a good time and I enjoy it. I, it's on, I have it on PC, so I haven't been playing it as much since I've been sick. I've been quarantined to the bedroom, but um, yeah, great, great. This is something that like when that Steam Deck comes out, that's where I'd be playing the shit out of this. Yeah. Uh, who got next? Uh, Carlos, go ahead. Um, I just wanted to remind everybody that uh, played Back for Blood, and it was still good. Oh my gosh. Open beta. Still really fucking good. Just that that perfect nostalgia trip, bringing us back to the Left 4 Dead formula. Um, I really can't wait to see what unlocks in the full game because I'm I'm actually happy that that they they didn't give us all the characters they didn't give us all the levels. Um, I do hope that it is a significant bit more of campaign and, and story bits because that was a little uh, a little lackluster to me. But definitely being able to play more and do the the card thing that that you're on about, Thomas. Uh, I yep. think there is something to it, to building your own, building your deck out uh, for different runs and, and different groups. Like, I, I feel like you can make different decks of cards specific to the people that you're going to be playing with. So uh, yeah. if you want all all aggro team or something, all aggro or or all, uh, you know, just have have so much support from, like, mom and and... and Maybe everybody just decides to just be melee characters. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of options, though, and I'm, I'm sure people will have very specific teammates uh, to go on different runs. That'll be a really yeah. good time. So um, something I noticed when I played with a lot of people was uh, I really liked the melee. And for for most of the time we played, I strictly went melee because nobody else did, which meant I didn't have to share stuff with anybody. I... Uh, could go off on my own and I'm quiet because I'm not firing a gun. 
so I can really just like take off running into a bunch of enemies, but they don't see me yet, so I can I can do stuff. Uh, so I had like a deck built for that, but I also had a deck built for if if one other person was meleeing, uh, so I'd switch it up. So of course I'd want to know that at the beginning of the run, because once you know you can build, you choose your deck at the beginning, and then you fill out that deck as you play. So you can't just switch decks without leaving the game. Um, but I felt, like you said, Carlos, that it's really it's really good for building custom stuff for who you're playing, especially if you've got a squad, which that game does best with anyway. Yeah. Uh, tell you what, the, the robots in uh, in the beta were real dumb. Real <laughs> uh, masochists, that's for sure. So, so yeah, it's definitely best to have people and not robots <laughs> on your squad. I oh, did have I see one try to pick me up when when a, a bruiser or whatever was like two feet away from me. Like it knocked me down already, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta help you out." <laughs> it's like, dude, you're clearly going to die. This is this is not helping. Thanks. So the bots. The first I time see we played, yeah. And the, yeah, the the bot just walked off the building. I was just like, "There's robots up, in this walked game." Off, fell down immediately got swarmed by zombies it's like bruh why like there wasn't even anything was, over there he was just being bait you know so we can you guys can get away the yeah that, well that stream was real fun uh, it sense it could be later on so at, in actual setting i hope they add uh i should have written this in my feedback for the beta but um because the robots can be problematic um it, i wish that you could just let them die and then they wouldn't you could just make them not come back or something because uh, what what'll happen is the robots go down just constantly and then your lives are all used up. So when one of you goes down, you're dead. You can't, you know, you can't come back unless somebody progresses to a checkpoint and like, you know, finds another version of you hanging on the wall to be cut down because video games. Uh, well, why not just yeah. make them smugglable in that case? That way you don't have to worry about them like at all. Uh, be because nice. I feel... That would be nice. I, I feel like if they can either fix the bots, then it's useful to have them on your team. Uh, but the perk of having the bot spot is that at least in matchmaking, you can fill that for matchmaking. Uh, it's just in our case, a lot of time that took so long that we had the bot the whole time and it mm. never got filled. Mm. Um, so I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> you, you can't really get what you want. Just if there's a bot, a bot on your team, it's going to be a rough ride, you know? Yeah, it sounds awful. Uh, well, the game's great, though. Yeah. Played all through that stuff, uh, and, and even after... I, I played through the first, like, five levels of that of that game, like, three or four times. So I've seen a bunch of stuff. I've tried a, a bunch of different things, and uh, things were different in a way that made it interesting. The Different enemies spawned in different places. Sometimes the pickups uh, and unlocks that you can get are different, or they're either missing or in a new place all altogether. Uh, but lots of stuff that really rewards you for exploring the level, even if you've already explored it before. Uh, stuff hidden in areas where there wasn't anything hidden um, in the last playthrough. So, uh, like I've said a bunch, I missed the Left 4 Dead train a decade ago. So to be able to enjoy this with people has been really fun. Um, it, it basically is the same game. It does not yeah. seem different than Left 4 Dead at all, which is funny. Um, but I never got to experience that with friends, so I'm glad I'm able to now. Yeah, I think I only, like, loosely dabbled in uh, Left 4 Dead before. So now that this is here, that's I'm more excited about it than I, than I would have been. 
Um, Debbie, what have you been uh, getting into? Uh, low column A, low column B, and a lot of column <laughs> C. Uh, <laughs> so on Wednesday for Pokemon Unite, they released a new character. And um, it is a supporter character named Blissey. So I'm, I'm sure we're familiar with Blissey. She's the evolution of Chansey, um, the happiness Pokemon. And oh my god, she just makes all the other supporters just look like like poop. <laughs> because the way that she can like heal, she's one of the only supporters that can actually like heal people. So Eldegoss can heal, um, but it's over. It's healing over time. So like you put the, the heal on him and then it won't actually take effect until like the move is expires like it's done but with uh blissey it's immediate immediate healing so you can get people out of trouble in a snap um she gives you a huge shield with her ultimate and she also can increase your attack power and speed so she's kind of broken hmm, support yeah that's um, that's like all the support things in one yeah her only downside is that she can't really attack who needs well. it who um, needs it but it's fine because her move that increases her attack speed and uh, power can apply to herself, too. So that's nice as well. Huh. Okay. Yeah, she's a lot of fun. She's a lot nice. of fun. And she's adorable. We need more cute faces in there. I'm tired of looking at all the, gar the Charizards and the Garchomp Garchomps of the world. So beastly. Give me, give me cute creatures. Yeah, there's got to be tears, you know. You have Scooty Puff Jr., which, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Not the big buff one though. We need we want the little tiny one. Yeah, we got Scooty Puff Jr. and then we got Scooty Buff Senior, oh. which is top tier. Right now, it's only there are only two tiers, but uh, <laughs> it's important to have have each Pokemon have a space. You know, we all need to be in there. Which is why I'm really glad that they're including. Remember how last time we talked about how eclectic the rosters were in, in games like this and in Pokemon tournament. So on Wednesday, they also released the Pokemon Present, and. It kind of gave, as, as well as talking about Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Legends Arceus, they kind of talked about Pokemon Unite a little. And they revealed some of the Pokemon that will be coming through. So we all know that Blastoise is coming. Um, people were actually disappointed when he was the next one they released. But I'm not, because we have a new supporter, which is needed. Uh, but we have Sylveon coming. And um, they look like a really big like attacker. Like, very strong special attacker kind of like Gardevoir from what I've seen and then we have Manoswine coming which out of left field like what an interesting Pokemon to throw into a MOBA it's just it's Mammoth Pig I was about to say is it a Mammoth and a Pig mixed together yes <laughs> how did you know it's actually really cute he's really popular in the TCG so that I gotta I gotta I so I wonder if it's the what you said uh, the last time, Carlos, is that all of the Pokemon that are popular in the TCG are making their way onto the MOBA. I wonder mm -hmm. if that's the case. It, like, there's a very meta list of things oh, uh, nice. that that hit the styles of, like, why they would be popular in the regular game, why they would be popular in competitive meta in trading cards, and then Unite just, like, brings it all together. I think that's really cool. And yeah, Mamoswine has had his day. Um in the card game uh, a, a few different times and i think i think mammoth swine's coming back for another round but th there seems to be like 60 or so pokemon that seem to 
rotate out in and out um, in the TCG pretty often. So I feel like they're all fair game for Unite for sure. Uh, Sylveon is a, a huge one as well, mm-hmm. and uh, my personal bay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Your Poke Bay. Yeah, everything I can have of Sylveon or uh, or Nine Tails. <laughs> that's it. Like all day. Well, then you might want. You might want this. Oh shit! What's it gonna be? Oh, that it's is super cute. A Pokemon. It's a Pokemon sticker. That's Sylveon. <laughs> the ribbon yes. Pokemon. Aw. Adorbs. Yeah, I have all of them. Nice. Bowser brought them to me just after work one day because, like, the board game shop that he works at, typically, like, they do Pokemon stuff, like, all the time. So, Pokemon TCG. Um, they have Pokemon, like, VGC games there, too. So, he's just, like, have a bunch of Pokemon stuff. Like this thing. <laughs> nice. Merch for days. It's, it's awesome. got one of, it's, like, the thing, the material. Oh, you're Hi. a DJ now. <laughs> Whoa. DJ Debbie. I can't get it to work. I'm a terrible DJ. I'm fired. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm really glad, Um, especially with Sylveon. That's going to open the doors to um, like the other evolutions getting in there too. So I'm excited to see where else they go. What's the roster up to now? Oh. 13? 14? Damn. Something like that. I mean, they literally have hundreds of Pokemon they can go to. So Millions. Yeah. And Millions. That's, that's why I'm excited. Yeah, that, that roster is going to expand pretty quick. Yeah. Then I don't even... I mean, I don't even like Pokemon that much. And, but I'm so excited about the idea of, like, all these cool Pokemon getting in the, into this game. I, I still haven't played it, but I am really interested in Pokemon Unite. I like watching that more than I like watching any other MOBAs. Uh, because there's a lot less to look at. The, I've, I've said my piece on League of Legends, but man, there's too much. Whether you're playing or watching a broadcast where there's nine ti- you know, uh, ten times the information. And there's somebody like, just cool screaming at you. Stuff. Well, I, I actually don't mind shoutcasting, <laughs> but I totally understand for pe- people who don't. Uh, but it's just that you can see every variable on the screen at the, at the same time. And if you yeah. love that game, then great. You get to see every single bit of every single stat at every moment, and you can focus on exactly what you want. But for me, that is way too busy. And sometimes I watch on my phone, and ain't no way I'm understanding any of those icons <laughs> on my phone because they're like four pixels each. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, Pokemon Unite is not that way. It is. It is so much cleaner. It just doesn't have a bunch of stuff everywhere. Uh, or, or at least it doesn't feel like it's, you know, cumbersome. Uh, yeah. So I, I do need to play that. But I just like the idea of, uh, I mean, even, I still don't know all the Pokemon in in the current roster, but that crab that can make the wall. Crustle. Uh, yeah, Crustle. I like that Pokemon. I want to play as him. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's like a crab. Right. It's like I've never seen it before. I have no idea what it is, but it kind of does something weird, and I like that. Like, it, it forces people to... You, it forces people to act in a way that they don't normally. So, like, of course, you put a wall up, and they just can't go that way. It's the same reason I like playing May on Overwatch, because you see the exact moment when they turn and realize, 
I've made a mistake. <laughs> and that is my favorite moment in PvP games. Um, there are 22 Pokemon in the current roster. I looked at that. Wow. That's a lot. That is a lot. When somebody gets into this game, like a year from now, they're going to be like, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> are st is stuff like locked out and then you have to like unlock them? Is there like just so like five starters? When you first and then... start the game, there's like a handful of Unite licenses that you can choose from for your first Pokemon. And that's going to be the one that you start out with. You unlock one for free. And then the other ones you can just unlock through um, in-game currency or you can buy gems to buy them that way. Or you can um, complete quests and stuff. And as you level up your trainer level, you'll unlock more Pokemon as well that way. Oh, okay. And what's really cool is that if you have, if you purchase a Unite license that's on an event track, and then when you reach that Pokemon in the event track, you'll be refunded. Okay, cool. That's good. That's cool. Rogue Company does that too. They refund you stuff if you already have the characters. I think that's an, like an excellent feature. Yeah. You know? Because it ensures that you can get something that you want without having to sacrifice, well, anything, actually. Yeah. I mean, I guess <laughs> real money or whatever, but you get you get reimbursed for it. Yeah. Fairly. So, like, your, your total roster size doesn't really increase until you catch up, but you always have access to the first thing that you want. Like, you don't have to choose a specific one because it costs fewer resources. Or, like, in Apex, if I switched to PC and unlocked Mirage... But then I was like, actually, I don't want to play Mirage at all, but I don't have the currency to buy a second character. Um, it gives you an option to just, like, play through it a little bit. I'm, well, that would be better than Apex because you just have to deal with it. Uh, but an upgrade path like that sounds sounds cool. It's really before, we, uh, before we get on to the next person, I think we should go ahead and, and shout out, anyway, the wonderful Russ Dugan subbing because we are now affiliates, so... Boom, 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 I thought we had been for a while. Were we uh, not? Yeah, but uh, we, uh, we didn't go through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, we I didn't. didn't. We, we didn't, okay, well. Yeah. Live, so anyway, live here on Twitch on stream, we are affiliate. Yep. We did it. We <laughs> did so it, y'all. If you didn't know already, Russ Dugan is the best, so... Uh, Russ was my first ever subscriber, uh, so that's totes of props. I was there for that. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been mine, too. Thank you, Russ. You're the best. Russ just gets around, doesn't he? I didn't say that. You did. Uh, hey, Thomas... Uh, also, did... thank you, Chard Plays, for following. Oh, <gasps> thank you very much. Richard! Ah-ha! Oh, yay! That's so exciting. Oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> so happy uh thomas that's my best friend y'all since you have you you only wrote one thing down in the doc do you want us to come back around to you on the next on the next go round? uh or you just want to sure. get into it now uh give me on the next go okay next go yeah um well Devi, this is something you and i have both played uh i've been playing a little split gate on the ps5 oh, yeah, hey, baby. Hey. um that game is splitting. It's cool. Uh, it is Halo and Portal put together. That's the game. Uh, yeah. Like it even. I'm. I'm still confused on how they're able to do some of this, but like the modes are named the same. Uh, like shoddy snipers and uh, oddball. Oddball. Uh, mm -hmm. oddball is great, by the way. I fucking love that. Isn't it a skull in Halo though? Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. so. Yeah. But, I what mean, is it in Bloodgate? 
It's just a like disco a ball. soccer ball. Yeah, well, oh, it can be... Nice. Uh, there's customizations. You can give it different skins and stuff, which I think is really cool. Oh, you nice. Can personalize the oddball. Um, so there might be a skull skin in the future. We don't know. Maybe. Uh, I just love that you can just run around and just like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just bop people in the face. Uh, yeah, that's that was the best. Um, I am still pretty bad at portaling. I'm getting better. Uh, it seems like a steep learning curve. It's not... The first few... I can't. I don't know what the exact actual, actual number is, but like the first few matches you play against bots, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure where it, the cutoff is, because I I was in where I could start having oddball matches because you can like pick. Uh, eventually, you can unlock and pick which um, playlist you're put into. Um, I think that's. A, I think it's a level thing. I don't think okay. it's a certain amount of matches. I think it's oh, until okay. you reach a certain level. Yeah, I started doing an oddball match. I just went absolutely fucking insane on. Uh, I was like grabbing it, jumping through a portal, popping out the other side and being like, bop, 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 and just knocking people out. Uh, it was fantastic. <laughs> it's very satisfying. Uh, the movement's really satisfying. The shooting is pretty satisfying. Um, it's it's good. This game's been out for two years. It should be, but it's good. Um, uh, I'm watching a bunch. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm just like, this, it, it, is, it is Halo meets Portal. Like, it's yeah. what everybody says, and it's exactly the truth uh and watching i'm hyper fan play that was dope because he was commenting on I, I watched him play for probably two hours this past week he was commenting on how he's been playing for a little while and he's all right at it but compared to the people who've been playing for two years he is it, yeah. child's play <clears throat> um, uh so apparently <laughs> this i'm like i really want to see some high level play of what's going on, but I've heard the meta is not as exciting as it's you would think it is. Um, apparently, people are like just peeking through portals and then shooting a portal to another place and just backing up and just going like zip zapping through portals oh. very quickly um, by just stepping through, shooting it, stepping back, and now you're in the other portal. Um, right. But it's That's not as, nuts. it's, yeah, it's not as like, I was watching uh, MinMax was doing a, a stream of it, um, and they were having a blast, just like doing really goofy shit with portals and like killing people with it, and it was hilarious to watch. Um, and uh, yeah, the game's just fun. It's just fun. Like it's easy to hop in and play a couple rounds, and then that's that's it. You know, like it's not. Yeah. I, I haven't been able to play with a squad yet. Um, I haven't been able to. I know. I haven't been able to play with the squad yet. Want to, but also the custom. They like they're just giving you shit, like all the time. They're just like, here, here's stuff. Customize your person. Here's stuff. Here's stuff. Here's stuff. It's usually in those like free to play games. You feel like it takes a while for you to earn stuff. Rogue Company had that early on, where it was like, come on, something, anything. Uh, Yeah. But I mean, they fixed that problem, but. yeah, it just like feels like they're just giving you stuff all the time to customize and and make your person look cool. Uh, but it's fun, and there's also like referral codes that if somebody's referred you to the game, you enter it in, and it'll give that person stuff. Um, so that's uh, yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff going for it. Um, I could see the high level play being absolutely insane for this. Um, Excited to watch more of it. 
honestly. <laughs> like playing it's really yeah. fun and satisfying, uh, but I'm Dude, but watching it gets my heart rate up. And yeah, not a lot of Twitch games do that for me. Yeah, like you... I like plenty of stuff, but but it feels so easy to get into it because the the pace that you're watching the player move, you're not. Like it, it, there's there's the game going on. There's like the battle between the two sides, you know, to try to win the round. But then it's the player like versus the environment and the way that people are just jumping through things. It feels like you're watching a movie yeah. where you're almost like following. Like instead of watching the first person, <clears throat> it's it's a first person shooter, right? Or is it a third person? It's first, first person. person. Mm-hmm. It's first person. I guess I just watched a lot of death cams. Yes. <laughs> where. Um, you know, you have you like have a long respawn timer, um, but you will respawn if you survive. Anyway, watching that, it, it was like I wasn't just in the player's perspective, like following them around first person. It felt like a movie where all this stuff was happening at once, and you're in some uh, not Rube Goldberg. What's it? it? It was like you're in an MC Escher game. Yeah, where oh, like, sure. people are moving in all sorts of ways, and then you see them appear in in different places. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> If they made a mode of that with no guns where it was just like a parkour thing or make it like melee only uh, well, they, where you're like flying through the air and, and all this stuff, I want that. They do have a race um, thing in the training where it's yeah, like it times mode. you and you have to like pick up oddballs basically and it's only you using portals to get to everything. And it just times you on how fast you can. Um, but that game, that game is fun. And I'm sure it recently blew up, and I'm sure it'll keep going because uh, I something that I love in multiplayer games that I honestly wish more more did is it is incredibly satisfying for them to be like Kingslayer, double kill, triple kick, killing spree. Just give me that all the time, yeah. and every every game where you shoot people, I need that voice to happen. Because it is satisfying to me. It makes it... The little badges that pop up in Rogue are pretty satisfying. But if somebody said something as well with that... Yes. Because here's what we're doing. So since we're now affiliate, uh, we can add sound alerts and a bunch of stuff. And we can add custom sounds. So here's what we're going to do is if you stream (laughs) any shooter, we will have... uh, We'll hook this up so that people can donate bits or channel points to have the sound alerts pop up for you. Butcher. That is amazing. I love that idea. (laughs) Love it. And that voice actor is on Cameo now, so... Uh... <gasps> really? Oh, oh, oh. The, the Halo voice actor? Yeah. Well, Neat. there we go. Now we now we learned something today. I do. I agree with you, Chris, because um, I do wish that the chick from Rogue Company said more. Yeah. Like, when she went, like, the, the badges are really nice, but, you know, I want to hear, like, election agency. <gasps> Ooh, killing spree. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Because that's how she sounds. Yeah. You can uh, totally record some lines. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how How is your experience going with it, Devi? I've noticed that now I'm playing people more regularly. It is not as easy as it was against bots, for sure. Uh, with Splitgate? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I'm trying to learn the best portal pass you can take. So far right now, I've just been kind of like using them for vantage points. Because you don't have to go through the portals if you put them. You could just... Right. You know, kind of post up. And I have several places on a couple of maps that I love to do that at because they'll just be running around or whatever. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're dead. And they're, they're like, like you start shooting at them and they start turning around. Like, where's where's that coming from? Where's that coming from? from and then, you know, they're, 
it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, and you do get bonus points for uh, eliminating people through portals. Yep. So that's nice. Um, well, bonus points. You get like an accolade for it. So. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of fun. I there are some maps that I really need to learn. Like Lava Well hardly ever pops up, so like I don't really know it very well. So I always fall into the lava because I don't know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's it's not like a fan favorite anyway. So I, I really do like the temporary modes that they cycle through there because there are some really fun ones in there. Uh, the last time I played, there was one called Instagib, which is all rail guns, and they instantly charge. So people could just march through and like, pew, 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 like it's yeah chaotic. But yeah, fun. yeah, that sounds all right. The the portal guns charge or like the gun guns charge? The, the rail guns. The rail the, guns. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I watched some SWAT, and straight up, it's just like SWAT from Halo. Yep. Just with portals. You know, it looks great. That battle rifle feels exactly the same. Dude, I love. We're like, man, we played these great games. They're just, they're like our old favorite games, except uh, I don't know, new coat of paint. Yeah, I'll say that the melee is not the same at all, uh, unless you have a bat. Then that is pretty dope and fun. But like just like meleeing somebody in the back, it's all in this game. It's momentum based. So if you like jump or you're like falling from a height and punch somebody, you'll do more damage. But just running up behind true, somebody really? and punching somebody, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't do that much. Huh. I just always thought it did fifty damage. Period. It I does fifty, that. but if you like come up from a height or like use momentum to get towards them and you swing, you can do up to a hundred. So. Yeah, little tips I picked up on the YouTube. That's really cool. I never would have thought. But then again, I never really use portals in a way that would like catapult me in a in a fashion where I like conserve my inertia or whatever. I've tried and it did not go well for me. Somebody <laughs> was like, "Oh, yep, okay, pink," and just shot me out of the air. Well, it's definitely easier on some maps than others for sure. Yeah, uh, it's cool. Gotta love arena shooters. Um, yeah, very and good it's game, free. and it's free. free. You're killing me with that split gate talk. Like, I just want the next flight of Halo Infinite. That's all I want. Well, I mean, this will hold you over, this will hold mean... you over for sure. And then some. I trust me. It is <laughs> so Halo-y. There's I don't just, doubt it. There's it no, sounds like it. The only grenades you have are plasma grenades that destroy um, portals, other people's portals. But there's no, like... I, I could really... I could totally go for a sticky grenade. But... Um, Maybe they're maybe that's pushing the line too close to them going, Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't do that. That is ours. Back the hell up, guys. <laughs> You're they're literally just waiting on the sidelines with their cease and desist, like <laughs> yeah. are they gonna do it? Yeah, are they gonna add a sticky? <laughs> yeah. Um so Carlos, uh speaking of something you have been playing and I also dabbled in and we're probably gonna Real quick, you guys keep talking. I'm gonna take a break for a second. Okay. I'll be right back. Okay. This he's not gonna like this anyway. <laughs> um we both played Madden twenty two. Uh, uh, I mean sorry. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. I, I feel similar to Devi, honestly. Um <laughs> I I play pretty much every sports game every year. Um and usually when people are like, it's just the same game, I'm like yeah, okay, not really. There's, you know, they've done this, they've done that. Nope, this is the same fucking game. 
that they've put out for the past three years now um, with maybe a couple new animations. At this point, like, I get that they are, um, you know, it's the NFL, and they want to make money, and EA wants to make money, so they're going to sell it for 60 or $70 or whatever each year. But at this point, they should release Madden, and then every year just release a 20 to $25 patch and just call it fucking good because this is insane. Like, this is a patch. This is a patch for every other game in existence except for sports games. It's literally the same thing with, like, maybe Collision is slightly different and there's an animation now, a different catching animation. It's like, this is, I don't understand what they're doing. Like, because specifically last year, everybody is like, this is bad. This is the same thing as we had last year. We want more. We want, we want it to be better. And they're like, yeah, okay, we're going to work on that. Where? What did you do? Now everyone looks wetter. So. Hey. Worth it. I mean, kind of not really though. I'm even playing it on PC. Yeah. And it's not an improvement on PC at all. It doesn't look any better. I'm just like this. I don't understand what what the hell they're doing over there. But it's not making a new game. It's going. Yeah. Here's what we have. Just maybe let's just change the animations in between uh, games and stuff, and that's it. It's like, good. What the hell is happening? There's a lot to say on it, um, but definitely a few points for me. Uh, I'm I'm not as angry about it even though because because for me because for me really the last Madden that I absolutely loved was 2010 and obviously that was a fucking long time ago yeah so uh, like really I would almost rather go back to like the GameCube era when they had all the all the fully fully um, like fully invested franchise mode and and all that yes um but just my big points from playing, I didn't play any regular games. I started Face of the Franchise, and I didn't do Face of the Franchise uh, for last year. But uh, I did Long Shot before that uh, in the other in a couple of older older titles. And holy shit, like I thought that they had brought people in to be like, oh, you're a storyteller, and you you three can do cutscenes, right? So you guys can actually bring a story to something that doesn't normally have it and they're like actually no <laughs> okay for for you guys that that are not going to play a sports game and especially not madden the face of the franchise mode is fucking hilariously bad it's real bad i mean i didn't play it this year's but the la- it's been bad didn't that happen a few years ago like three years ago or something there was like, they did two years ago they had uh, Mahershala uh, Ali, like they yeah. had a legitimate fucking actor in it. Yeah, it was long shot. And they, oh, that's and, right. And it was decent. It wasn't good. No, it was it was better than I expected. Because <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> so I, I didn't expect anything. Yeah, but then they come to this year, and I I made purposely like this dude that's very clearly mixed race, but he's like hilarious looking, because the graphics in Face of the Franchise are horrific like the only good thing about them is the base player model everything else it's like they i don't know if you guys are familiar with uh with what 
a basic cutscene looks like for um, uh, pre-production for a movie. Whenever they just make a base 3D rendering uh, of a storyboard, basically. Yeah. That's what the graphics look like oh, in no. Face of the Franchise mode in Madden 22. It's They're so bad. The most know. basic textures. And <laughs> I, I've got a screenshot of it that I, I have to find. Uh, I think it's saved to Xbox Live. But um, it's, it's of the main character. And he's sitting with his eyes wide open like this. He's supposed to be listening to, to somebody talk to him. And it's uh, two-thirds of the screen is him slouching on a couch. And his pants are like this much of the screen and it looks it looks like he's in like a snuggie or something like he's definitely not supposed to be but that's what it looks like because the textures are so muddy and just absolute crap and you're like is he actually sitting on a couch is he the couch i don't i don't understand <laughs> like they so very clearly didn't put any fucking effort into it none and the the writing is bad, but not only is the writing bad and the, the graphics are bad, just in face of the franchise mode, which is supposed to be, like, the third tier mode that people will play because they expect people to play ultimate team, uh, franchise mode, and then the single player component. Um, in face of the franchise, you're supposed to take a dude from college to the pros to being a legend. Whatever. Except you're supposed to be able to make choices this whole time. And you make the choices and nothing actually happens. It's bad. Literally nothing happens. I, oh, that's uh, unfortunate. So, something yeah. that, like, to speak to the graphics, like, we see FIFA come out every year. And every time FIFA comes out, everybody, if you even if you don't play it, you're like, holy shit, that looks really fucking good, though. Like, it looks nice, you know? And, like, they do a, a ton of work to their animations each year to make it feel at least slightly different than what it did the year before. And 2K the same. Like, they will change stuff at least a little bit for it to be enough of a change to be like, okay, you've taken a step up. Yeah. Madden, I'm staring at my 144 hertz monitor, looking at the screen, looking at the fucking field, and I am like, what? I ju what is this? What are we doing? Who is who is leading this team over there? Because they clearly know how to make sports games because they do it with FIFA, right? And maybe I'm assuming it's two separate teams, but yeah. this this side has it figured out. This side is like I don't know what they're doing. They're just like ah, we'll get to it next year. Ah, we'll get it to it next year. Like I watched videos before the seat this game came out of them talking about how much they were going to do to the franchise mode. It's the same fucking mode. It's the same shit. Like, what are we doing? I don't understand. Luckily, I, I have the EA Pro Plus or whatever, and yeah. it's just, I could just download it and play it for paying my monthly fee, and it was no sweat off my back. But if I bought this, I'd have been fucking furious. Yeah. It's bad. And, and I've got two more points on it. And Go then for we it. We can leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> And that'll so, do it for this segment of us shitting on Men 22. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one of those things, uh, and you were muted, Debbie. I don't know if you were. <laughs> oh, no, I was talking to. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, one of the things is that somehow 
uh, Mahomes is on this year's cover and two years ago uh, cover. He looks worse. How? He does look worse. He looks weird. He looks worse than he, he did two years ago, yeah. and it makes no is this sense. Somewhere? I'm gonna hold on. Wait, which year is this? Uh, Twenty-two 19. is this year, but nineteen uh, or, was, sorry, was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was nineteen and twenty-two, or twenty and twenty-two. I, I'm losing it right now. Uh, twenty. He's in twenty, I think. Yeah. Nineteen 20. is Antonio Brown. Yeah. And but yeah, actually, or in Juju, game, his whatever. his character looks worse, and it makes no sense at all. Um, it just like looks like there's no, even on my PC, there's no texture on people's faces. Like yeah, I'm I'm playing Ultra on everything. Yeah, there, it's you would expect they would bump it up on PC. Frostbite and, engine, like we know yeah. that it has capabilities of making people look good. No, not the case. Bad. Well, actively bad. And, and my second point is. Uh, because I've only played Face the Franchise uh, so far, um, because I'm I'm on the ten the ten minute or uh, ten minute trial. Oh, the, the ten, ten hour trial. Uh, I'm not gonna play after the trial. Uh, so in Face of the Franchise, it forces you to um, do practice. Which number one, uh, it continues to have the little tutorial things, even though the whole point of doing uh, the whole EA profile thing is that you can skip things in future games and then they keep making you do tutorials in single player stuff. Um, and so in the practice sessions, after I think it was my second practice, uh, my play, my character is a running back and it just decided that in all my practice sessions, it's going to make my running back into the quarterback. And it's a featureless you cannot change anything in these practice sessions. You can only resume. You can only pause the game, resume it, or exit out of it. In practice, no. that's all you can do. So I'm sitting here. I have to. I think it. Uh, you have to try to make four plays, and you get like a certain chunk of uh, of attempts to do it, um, because you're like trying to trying to get a touchdown in three or four tries or whatever. And I was I was running I was just running up the gut trying to get it into the end zone at the two yard line and I got the touchdown I was like hell yeah okay, and then the very next play my running back was in quarterback position and I could do nothing, absolutely yeah. nothing and I had to just play through it for the practice to actually count, uh, so I could play the next game, and that is something that number one is one of the biggest QA tester things imaginable <laughs> like if I can repeat the process myself i can go i can boot up madden right now and i bet you a hundred dollars that it would happen again Ugh. immediately when i get into practice awful and guess what somebody probably got paid to do that but how do you miss that <laughs> that's rough but that is madden 22 in a nutshell that is all i'm gonna Trash. talk about uh, as far as that goes yeah it's a big nutshell yeah <laughs> uh mostly bad um Thomas, you've been playing Starbound. Yeah, so uh, I've been playing Starbound with uh, Shell, a friend and mod. Uh, we started Starbound two weeks ago, last week. I don't know, time's funny. Um, we've done two sessions on the Sundays, and we're going to do our uh, third session this coming Sunday, which will probably be our last one for now. We really like that game. Uh, I talked about it last week. It's a 2D survival 
crafting exploration game that looks like the sequel to Terraria. Um, anyway, we played some more of that, and we we unlocked like we beat the first little quest that you're in or that you do, and uh, we teleported off the planet or or somewhere else uh, into this town, the first like quest hub and merchant place uh, that we've seen. So we got a taste of kind of what uh, what the game is beyond just the survive like just the crafting and exploration stuff because uh, what we had talked about while we were playing was one of the things i really wanted from minecraft that just never happened was i just want a loose story like something some objective to to go for uh maybe some npcs to talk to and this game does have those things um it it gives us enough we're on this third session we're going to go on our first like go kill something mission and uh I, I think that's going to go well. Who knows? No idea. Uh, but there are several options of things we could do, or we could just like ignore all that and just go continue to craft on the planet and build a cool-looking base. Uh, but it's fun. And I also found a banjo in a crate, and apparently if you and your squad plays uh, instruments at the same time, it'll see if thieves it, and you'll all play in, uh, you know, in harmony or whatever. You'll nice. all play in unison. Um, so my goal for this next one is to beat <laughs> beat that last uh, beat the mission to kill Dreadwing, whatever that is. I think it's a penguin called Dreadwing, which cracks <gasps> me up. Uh, but we'll go fight and defeat that boss, and uh, hopefully we'll find another instrument so we can play music together. Uh, I play jing Jingle Bells uh, on there. There are weirdly a lot of Christmas songs on the list of uh, things you can play. I don't huh. know. I guess they were just really motivated around that time of year <laughs> uh, to put some songs in the game. Uh, but anyway, I'm enjoying that. Uh, she and I need to talk about what we're going to play next because I'm gonna. We're probably going to play more of that, just not on our Sunday survival uh, feature, which which is still pretty new. We're figuring out what we want from it. Um, next week we'll probably play Raft, but we'll see. She and I will talk. But that's been really fun. Uh, Chris, you and I talked about this weekend streaming Mutazione on yeah. Saturday. Uh, so we'll do that for a brunch special. Yeah, Because baby. my Twitch finally works because I switched to OBS Studio, which is a good thing. So we'll do Mutazione on Saturday morning. We'll do uh, our last Starbound episode for now um, in the afternoon on Sunday. And uh, yeah, if I get any time during the week, we'll stream something else too. I've got Slime Rancher that I, I want to show off a little bit because I ended up liking that game more than I expected. Uh, but yeah, I, I will say uh, Starbound, the, the most important thing to know about it is that it suffers from a lot of the typical survival problems that the entire genre has issues with where like, yeah, the world is trying to kill you. Like there are monsters that will attack you that aren't that difficult to kill. And there's also a hunger bar, which if you're not paying attention for a while can cause problems. Mm. Uh, but more than that, it's like the UI does some weird stuff. Like to drop an item out of your inventory in that game, uh, you cannot pull it out of your pack and throw it on the ground. You have to drag it into a hotkey slot, and you only have a very limited supply. I'm not going to explain how it works, but it's it's complicated, and I don't like it. But you have to put an item into your hotkey slot and then hit the drop button on your keyboard uh, to throw something, which is one too many steps. Like it should be, it should be one step, and that's at least two steps. 
uh, and stuff like that. There's there's lots of like survival games in general suffer from things like that, where it's just like, man, this is a genre that people can really easily bounce off, easily bounce off of, um, and they all suffer from the same type of quality of life, like UI problems. So it's the game's been around for a while. I don't know. I don't think that that's going to change. They're not going to suddenly change how that part of the game works. Um, but yeah, I like the game. I just find it frustrating that so many games seem to have a lot of the same problems. Like I want them to learn from each other so that a survival game comes along and it can be like Hades where it's like, Oh, you don't like this genre. Well, this one's pretty accessible. Check it out. Like I still haven't seen that game and all the survival games I've, I've played. I have not seen the big one. Um, so it's not Starbound, but our uh, our search for the planet with the best survival game uh, continues. <laughs> and it's not No Man's Sky, right? That's been cleared Definitely up? Definitely not. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, that game still seems good, but the onboarding process ain't it. So, uh, uh, yeah. So hopefully, uh, Raft next, next week, which looks a lot like... Uh, seven days to die you're in the ocean and you you know you build a raft and stuff that's the game nice. <laughs> yeah. there, uh, there are sharks in that game and i actually am not looking forward to that i oh no. do not like i don't like seawater stuff like the ocean's <laughs> cool but as soon as something is trying to kill me um i don't know man like i think i'm, I'm these days i feel like i'm more afraid of like sharks than i am of spiders which I don't have any reason for that to be true. Um, but yeah, we we're definitely not playing Subnautica on our, on our <laughs> survival Sunday. So. Yeah, that'd if be there brutal. was like a land version of Subnautica, I think it would be good for you. Ark? Yeah. Like, is it, um, I mean, that's, that's so dinosaur-y, I, though. I, mean, I, I, I feel want... like we're talking about something like Ancestors yeah. or something, <laughs> which, yeah. which actually I feel like Ancestors would be hilarious on stream. Uh, I don't know anything. I about don't that know game. what that is. It's a weird. It's a weird yeah. one. It's a weird one. It's a. It's like you are. You like are learning <laughs> you're like as a, a monkey. Yes, <laughs> you're like learning. You're the whole family of apes, and yeah. they, you can die, that's and right. then you turn into the next one. Yeah. Okay, oh, I might actually Tokyo play Jungle. that. Tokyo Jungle. Oh, it's Who like could... a really old, like a really old PlayStation game. PS3, I want to say. Carlos PS3, loves yes. it. One of the best games. Period. Yes. I was so happy when they translated it and localized it over here. Because I played I, the, uh, the Japanese version once, because I don't think it was region locked. So I played that one first, and then they released the localized version in like a bundle or something. Yeah, if it wasn't on, like only available on PS Now at this time, then that would be a highly streamable game for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in both those. Honestly, I, so I heard Dan Reichert uh, ages ago talk about this game. And I think that he didn't like it. Dan Reichert, uh, he, he used to be a, a giant bomb. He is such an oddball character. Like, he he's in video games and wrestling, and he likes to play the heel. Kansas City Zone. whatever he's doing. Yeah, uh, Kansas Dan Reichert. Um, and so I like him a lot, but sometimes, like, you just got to roll your eyes at him and stuff. Um, you know, and, some, and he's good. He's like, he knows what he's doing. He's not dumb. He just likes to play a character. So his, his, uh, feedback on games is actually valuable but there are tons of things that he says where i'm just like okay well it's funny how much he hates it and i'm pretty sure i'm going to get this game uh so like a lot of times like he he will say he played a game hated it 
or or even he didn't hate this one, but he had like a lot of problems with it. But the problems he was describing, I was like, oh, this is great. Like, <laughs> sign me up. I want that thing. Um, so yeah, the ancestors game that uh, you run around as a family of monkeys, uh, even if it's janky, I think I'm interested. It's very janky. Uh, just yeah, so you he's know. got a three and a half stars on Steam, which is what uh, I think that's what Unto the End had. Yeah, Unto the End, I think it's either absolutely had three, Thomas game anyway. Three and a half. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of like janky games. Survival games are janky, and uh, I've kind of just learned to love it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll see. Sweet. Um, Debbie, it says you've been playing some Rogue Company. Shocking. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just easy to hop into and just knock out some, like, Battle Pass levels or whatever. Yep. Um, I still haven't played remember, in this season, unfortunately. It's so pretty, Oh my gosh, you have to jump in. It's so much fun. Like, the new place, uh, it takes place in Kyoto, Japan. I think it's called the Palace. And you can actually traverse the roofs of the Palace. I don't know how to get up there yet, but... You can do you it. You can. You can. That's what I hear. But I'm too busy, like, flanking the alleyways anyway, because I'm Lancer. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, do I, what do I need with the high ground? I want that background. <laughs> right. But it's so pretty. Like, sakura trees just all over the place in full bloom. And, like, petals are blowing in the breeze. There's, like, koi ponds. And, like, the fences are, like, the, the big stone ones. And, I mean, it's like a traditional Japanese castle. Cool. And it's so pretty. Sounds cool. And, oh, my gosh. Okay, so they, you know how in Valorant, where they have, like, skins for your guns that turn them into, like, completely different things? Like, there's one that makes you look like a dragon or something like that? Yeah. They're starting to do that with Rogue Company. Fuck yeah. Uh, and it's on the battle pass. I think it's a free skin as well, like one of the free items. So later on in the battle pass, there's like I, I, I don't know what the name of the gun is because it's a letter and some numbers, because that's what guns are. Yes, letters uh, and numbers. It, it's like a you, you pull the trigger and numbers come out. Yes. In <laughs> some in some games, they do have guns that do that. Into the gungeon. Uh... <laughs> that's funny. But the skin, it's like a it turns your gun into like this wooden thing i don't know i don't know how to describe it but then there's like a, a golden dragon coiled around it and it's so pretty but cool. it's only for that one gun so if you don't use a character that has that gun then the skin is just like well that's nice to look at huh. yeah and rogue is already talking about their next rogue player like another like the next character, character? really the next character is runway the uh the white-haired older lady from the initial <gasps> yes game. i've been waiting for her i've been waiting for her oh my god i hope her ultimate is just like a like a gun shop <laughs> she opens up like a, like a little mini suitcase that has a gun in it and then you do you just pick up like it's got sidearms in there and stuff ah that would be so Oh wait cool. that's the yeah that's the lady at the beginning of the yeah so yeah. at this point Cinematic. we're basically getting a new character every month like it's crazy how fast they're doing it wow hell yeah that's they awesome. Must have gotten their process like really streamlined then. Uh, I mean, they they give us update notes. The the Reddit and the Twitter are both like on fire constantly. Oh yeah, um, there's so I follow they're the very Twitter. open. There's deep uh, dives on all their patches on YouTube. Like yeah, that just will intense. literally go through each character and be like, this is what's different. This is how it's different. Like and show you. This is why it's different. Like, yes, exactly. This is who it's different. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. Thomas, you are the Drax of this podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know what? I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, okay, I have a couple. I, I recently uh, purchased a PS5. Woohoo! Uh, 
I, I did it. Um, so I have been, uh, I was for a while just debating. I was like, Returnal, Ratchet and Clank. Returnal, Ratchet and Clank. And then uh, my old roommate, who also has a PS5, um, was like, we account share, and he was like, you buy Ratchet, I'll buy Returnal. And I was like, done. So I started playing Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and that that is the prettiest game I've ever seen in my life. It is absolutely insane. Uh, Leave that. Uh, Chris, I remember when uh, the last one came out on PS4, I had... Actually, I think I think I went to hang out with you and Russ. Yeah. Um, in Kansas City, and I I I didn't own that game, so I walked in and it was like on a mission, you know, kind of far into it with a bunch of weapons unlocked and stuff. And so one of you guys just handed me the controller. You were like, just run around and you know, play around. And uh, it was the most brightly colored game I'd ever seen at that point. I think the only game that comes to mind that holds a candle to that is Ori. Well, either Ori uh, and the Blind Forest game. Or the Will and the Wisps. Yeah. Uh, they're just so vibrant. Like, I yeah. love the color in them versus games that are, like, beautiful but gray, you know, and brown and stuff. Um, I haven't really looked at any of the new Ratchet and Clank except for the trailers, but I 100% believe you that that could be the the prettiest game you've ever seen. Uh, it ever is seen. kind of, like, insane. It's like, oh, right, this is why I bought a PS5. Right? Like, it's like <laughs> right. a... Even though everybody wants to complain that there's not any games, there are. Uh, but, you know, it's just every bit of it is so like, oh, wow, that I will, like, get shot and I didn't even notice. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like yeah. I'm, like, running around the map and doing something. I'm just like, oh, oh, oh shit. I was, I was doing something. Um, like, there's just so much of that. It is when we would talk about on PS4 that Ratchet and Clank reboot in 2016 being like, that looks like a Pixar movie. Yeah. No, it sort of did. Uh, this, this it's, there is, there's been parts of this game. There's a specific moment where you walk into a bar that is very, um, star wars bar-esque where there's just a lot of stuff going on and i was just like walking around the bar and ratchet's like hey we should go talk to that bartender and i was like fucking no chance i'm walking <laughs> around every inch of this place before i go up to him um all the particle effects and stuff are just insane um each you know weapon has its own uh different trigger situation going on with the adaptive triggers um all the vi vibrations and stuff are cool. Uh, these these it, controllers are fucking some very amazing. Special feels with that dual sense. Yes. Uh, uh, All the right places. Yeah, for his or hers, and oh, yeah. it's very it's uh, <laughs> these controllers fucking rule. By the way, um, if you yeah, if you they need really it, do. if you just need it, also uh, I've noticed that some of the vibration works when I use it on my PC. Like certain games will just have like kind of dual sense. Devi. Gone. Gone. Devi. So when I'm when I'm when I'm you using use on. when I'm using Pornhub and I have this plugged in, works, hundred percent. Um No lag at all. No lag. Yeah. Wow. Real time action. Anyway. Use it with your PSVR. There you go. Uh, but Ratchet and Clank is 
great. If you liked that 2016, uh, it is just more of the same, but everything is just cranked up to 100. Um, you can unlock uh, customizable armor for both uh, both uh, Lombaxes. Um, I don't want to spoil anything if anybody has not watched trailers or anything. Um, but damn, it is so good. And like halfway through, you're kind of like, I'm playing a, I'm playing a children's game, but it's so amazing I mean, to look at. I humor that Ratchet and Clank games have. Is it really a children's game? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty, uh, especially like early on in this one, I'm just like, oh, come on. Can we up the humor just a little bit? Just get it a little more <laughs> something. And then it, it's starting to. So I'm, I'm still pretty early on, but um, damn, that game is gorgeous just smashing boxes and all of the wood breaking is like insane to look at um yeah like if you i feel like if i showed this to my my uncle doesn't like these kind of games right like there's too much going on it's too vibrant too much shit's happening if i just showed it to him and i was like look at this he'd be like oh oh i yes very pretty like that would compute, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and be like, that's not a game. There's a yeah, lot like of, you don't, you don't yeah. need to know anything about it to be able to like appreciate just the visuals of what you're seeing. Right. Exactly. Um, and just the, um, how quickly you're getting into stuff. Like, um, I, I know this has been said to death about PlayStation five and stuff, but the load non-existent load times for everything, um, pretty cool is fucking insane. Uh, yeah, like you'll be in a cutscene, and this is something that happened on PlayStation Four with Last of Us. But you'll be in a cutscene, and then you're just not, and you're like, ah, what happened? Where? Yeah. How? Yeah, or, or you're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff will happen, and you're. It, it still looks so good that you're not sure if you need to like pick up the controller or not. And that happened a couple <laughs> times where, um. Uh, I, I think actually I didn't have to pick up the controller, but the stuff was going on. Like I was just waiting for it to tell me to do something because the line between cutscene and gameplay is like almost invisible. Yeah. It's very invisible in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. The game is dope. Uh, I'm probably 25%, 30% into it right now. Um, it rules. I'm excited. To, the story is interesting too, um, to where you kind of want to see how it, what the payoff is interdimensional cable. <laughs> it's a lot of different dimensions yeah. going on. Um, so it's, it rules. Um, that's all I have to say about ratchet and clank ripped apart. It rules. <laughs> yes. Uh, Carlos, what if, uh, <laughs> it's just you. <laughs> yeah. So I just I, read, I didn't uh, yeah. have, I didn't have a full thing, so uh, I did. I did put down. I downloaded Starmancer and Boyfriend Dungeon, if that counts as playing games, because <laughs> you played the download game. Yes, I did because that can take some time uh, <laughs> every once in a while. I had to delete so many things, and yeah. Um, but Starmancer, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Boyfriend Dungeon has had a lot of discussion over the past week, um, and I kind of just need to get that story out of the way. It's, I think it's it, relatively short. Is so. it good? I've heard the name yeah. of that game many times, but I know zilch about it. <laughs> it's a dungeon crawler roguelike, like you would say uh, Curse of the Dead Gods is, but 
um, it's more it's more it's, leaning heavily towards the visual novel side of it. So it's way more horny. Um, <laughs> of course, of course it is. Um, so you you get to um, have personified weapons as uh, as your partners in this. It's kind of like That's a cool. visual novel version of Xenoblade. So uh, of course I'm going to be down for it. Um, and visual novels are fantastic. It's they're one of my favorite genres to to mess around with and dungeon crawling at the same time. Why not? This Shani Pack says it's darkest dungeon but sexy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly, and it's it's got a lot of discussion uh, going on Twitter about uh, the the content of it. So uh, I'm always down for a, a game that number one starts as as inclusionary. Um, and makes a point about bringing specific people into the into the front of the story for sure. Um, but it also hits some hard notes that uh, people don't always want in games. But you know, if I'm going to play a game, I want to be impacted by it. Yep. Whether that whether that game's Heavy Rain way back when, or it's uh, you know Tell Me Why from last year, I I need to get those narratives uh, more in my life. The show. Cool. Um, so who's, who are you suiting right now? Who's who's your favorite? Oh wait, you haven't started it yet. But... Yeah, I haven't started yet. So I will tell you which which uh, boy is going to be my uh, my main. I don't I don't know main, the options main yet. Main squeeze or your side piece? <laughs> Not the side piece with weapons. <laughs> it works. Uh, I'll definitely okay. let you know. Cool. Uh, I also downloaded stuff that I haven't played, but I mean, I have, I've played too much shit. So I, I, can't, I, I downloaded 12 minutes and I'm like, yeah, don't know when I'm going to get to play it yet. But uh, uh, Did Road 96 come out? Yes, it did. Is that, is that out now? It is. I want to play that. God. I want to play that too. What game? Road 96. Road 96. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Road 96, 12 minutes is on Game Pass. All the Quake stuff today on Game Pass. And next week is... Behind the frame. Yeah. I opened Game Pass earlier and didn't actually look at the new title. Uh, so not shit. on Game Pass uh, for Behind the Frame, but nonetheless, oh. it is coming out regardless. Can you guys confirm, is Resident Evil 7 free on PlayStation Plus right now? I'm pretty sure I saw an article about that. I need to look uh, at it. It is, it is on the, like, on the uh, PS Plus collection or whatever on uh, PS5, Thomas. I'm pretty hey, sure. That's what I needed to hear. I'm pretty sure. Cool, because I put that game off. I knew I wanted to play that game, uh, but I wanted to do it in VR. Well, I kind of blew my chance to do that. So. Uh, oh God, no. Now I still, I still need to play it. Um, so yeah, hopefully I'll play that on PS5 here soon. Ugh, not in VR. That sounds rough. Um, Devi, you have also been playing another Pokemon game. I mean, what can I say? I'm a, I'm a fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this one I've actually just been watching by proxy uh, okay. because it was a game that I wanted to stream when I first got it, but then I was just like, I don't know, I'm already doing this and this and this, and then I just never got around to it. And uh, Bowser had actually been waiting for me to stream it, and he was just like, you know what, I'm tired of waiting, I'm going to play it without you. And I'm like, ah, but wait, no. But then I started watching him play, and now I want to start playing it because it is just absolutely gorgeous. It is beautiful. And I'm really mad that Sword and Shield don't look like Pokemon Snap does because we have the technology. Make it so. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. That, and that was going to be my question with Ar Arceus. 
too. It, I was talking to Carlos about it, and I was like, kind of doesn't look very good. Uh, I know, like, a Switch um, is old, but... It's prettier than it used to look. It's a lot prettier than it used to look. Like, oh my gosh. The beforehand, it looked like beta... It was like, I know yeah. it's beta footage, but it looked like beta footage. Yeah, that but... was my main point, yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, like, the discussion over Twitter, again, because Twitter is, like, gaming central, come on, um, was that it, it doesn't even take, like, screenshotting to be like, okay, let's just look at the fucking ground, look at this pathetic excuse of grass over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the trees that were a big deal with Sword and Shield are almost exactly the same trees in this, but that's what I noticed was the trees. Bitching. I was like, oh god. Not as people uh not as many people are bitching about it this time though, and like people are going, It's so beautiful and it's like is it it, it, it looks better than it used to go. <laughs> it definitely I'll, I'll looks it better than, than the first trailer. I, I like when game footage not final actually means something. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you can see the improvements over time and stuff. But I mean, so Game Freak is the one that's handling this game. Um, I think New Pokemon Snap was handled by someone else. Um, the yeah, Sonority Sonority Company? I can't remember what they're called, but they're the same people responsible for um, like Pokemon Coliseum. Um, I, gosh, I wish I could remember what they're called. Anyway, they not no strangers to Pokemon. Um, yeah. I didn't realize this game was literally named New Pokemon Snap. Yeah, I thought it's new Pokemon Snap. I thought that was colloquial. I thought I thought it was just called <laughs> Pokemon Snap with the exact same name as the old one. Oh, that's funny. No, Why I didn't mean... they name the newest God of War New God of War? I'll never understand. Uh, it says the developer is Bandai Namco Studios. Is it really? Uh, but that that's, that's how it got pretty. Huh. There you go. I mean. That doesn't surprise me, though, because they've also worked on Smash Bros. Ultimate, which is a very pretty game. So, but interesting. I didn't know that. I thought it was the, sn the Snorty. Gosh, I can't remember their name, but anyway. I recommend, if you can find someone who has it, if you don't want to buy it, borrowing it, because it's worth the playthrough. Um, it has a lot of replayability value, unlike the first Pokemon Snap, which is basically your kind of one and done. Uh, because in this game, they've added, like, research levels. So you'll go through your first time, you're like research level one. And then as you build up your experience researching that area, it'll level up. And the more you level up, the more that you have the chance to see. So Pokemon that weren't there before or interactions that weren't there before or locations that weren't there before and pathways will all start becoming available to you as you raise your um, your research level for that area. Oh, interesting. And what's really neat about it is that they, unlike the first Pokemon Snap, I mean, they were only limited to like the, the first... 150 but now we have this whole catalog of pokemon that we get to see interact with each other in ways that we've never seen prior like in the anime yeah. or in movies or anything like that i mean it's it's all new so it's really really neat and i can't wait to explore more of it i've only seen like the very first kind of levels in action just because uh he was building up his research level for those levels so i don't know what's anything beyond that so i'm really excited to explore the new region the lentil region with its L lentil? Very, the lentil region. Wow. They got great beans. Uh, hmm. It's legumes. <laughs> legumes. <laughs> legumes. And uh, the professor's not uh, not bad looking either. Oh. Oh, shit. Also, Todd makes a return, and he's older now. Todd from the first game. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Who who Tux Todd Todd Tux Todd Who could forget Todd? Man, he was he's a Tux real dreamer. Todd. 
Wow, guys, wow. Uh, Carlos <laughs> is going to be talking talking like that next week. He'll be like, man, I remember Todd from my first dungeon. Wow. When <laughs> he showed up seven dungeons later. Uh, actually, and he was older then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I totally, I actually forgot about who Todd was, but he was. Uh, He's the he playable was... character in, in the first Pokemon Snap. He was huh. super cute in the anime series, though. He was like... He was. It was kind of like a really a weird... Boy. Yeah, it was kind of like weird cute. Like he was an oddball. <laughs> but it was just like uh, adorable. You, I mean, like you mean... No! No! <laughs> oh my god. Security. <laughs> Security! Get this man out of here. Oh right. my god. <coughs> On that That's note. Uh, isn't Toddball the new uh the new mode in uh Splitgate? Yes. <laughs> I can really I can really tie this show together. I'll keep going. <laughs> oh my god. Well that was not... <laughs> yeah, get back in here. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I, uh... Amazing. Um, um Wow. Any hoozle. Um new Pokemon Snap sounds like sounds like a delightful romp. Uh yeah. through the where where is it? It's on an island or something? Um, uh, Lintel... series of islands, the Lintel region. Lintel region, okay. Yeah. Right, Lintel. The Bean Islands. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Beanland says. The Beanland. <laughs> uh, so something I only got to uh dabble into a little bit today, so maybe like an maybe an hour. Um, is Returnal. And holy shit, this game is a vibe. Um, I basically t turned it off at one point. I'm just like, I need to play this in the dark times. Because um, I was playing during the day, and I was like, nope. Um, I'm getting like heavy Prometheus and Alien vibes. Um, this yeah. game, if it makes good on its... like in like initial mystery then this game is like incredibly special um so it's it's a uh roguelike um sci-fi um like time loopy situation i don't i don't know exactly how to describe this game there's aliens it sounds about as scientific as it's gonna get yeah it's super well, scientific-y when I saw footage of it, it reminded me of like Risk of Rain mixed with yeah. Fury. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, there's some, uh, and this is made by Housemark, uh, who just all they did was make some incredible bullet hell uh, type arcade games, and then they're basically like, "Hey, we have to stop making arcade games because no one buys them," and everybody was like, "Oh, that's sad." And I mean, Returnal is not arcade; it is very high um, production value but is still somewhat arcadey. Like the movement is incredible feeling. There's like bullet hell things happening. Uh, aliens will shoot shit at you in like, you'll have like four or five balls of light coming towards you that will kill you if they hit you. Um, uh, I've, I, from what I gather, I, you will die a lot. Um, but the way it is tying in the story and initial mystery of what's happening on this planet um, with the gameplay is like 
it's like not mind blowing because we've had it happen before with Hades, you know, where like stuff that you're do like the way that roguelites work, you like know that you're going to come back and go back in again and die and come back. But the way it's done here and the whole soundtrack and the art direction and just the whole vibe it gives you is like fucking stellar. It's like control, but a roguelike. Like yeah. that same kind of holy shit, this has got me like immediately. Like that's what I felt like today when I was uh, playing with it for a little bit. Um, so it's another game that takes advantage of the haptics and, and stuff on the dual. Yeah, in like such a wild way too. Like uh, when you're shooting, uh, so at first you're just aiming with the left trigger and shooting with the right. But then you start getting secondary fire. So then you hold down the left trigger just barely to aim. And then if you hold it down all the way, then it'll start your secondary fire. And then you fire with the right. So it's like, oh, interesting. it's interesting because I'm someone who, when they aim, I just fucking hold the left trigger down all the time. <laughs> right. And then now I'm like having to train myself to just slightly hold it to aim and then hold it. Cause like, your uh, secondary fire when you have it is on a charge. So if you hold it all the way down and hit it, it's going to go chink, chink, chink. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, try not to die from these aliens. Um, That's right. That really is like control. Yeah. Um, it is really fucking cool. And I'm, I'm really hoping, from what I've read about it or seen people talk about, they say that it totally does pay off and that it is totally worth your investment. Um, but I immediately on the planet just going, what is going on? Why is this happening? Yeah. How, how possibly are they going to tie it? What, how, how are we going to get there? You know, they're like, even like, as she's like walking through, she's just like, the planet seems to be constantly changing because each time you die, everything changes. Like the whole layout of the planet changes and stuff. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's so well done. Uh, and it looks great. I mean, it's not as like crazy vibrant as Ratchet and Clank. Like if somebody's like, show off the PlayStation Five, I'd be like, here's Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. If somebody's like, show me a great story so far. I mean, I'm not very far in. I would show them Return. And the gameplay is fun. Like the movement is incredibly fast and quick. Um, when I was getting hit by stuff, I was like, ah, it was my fault. Like you know what I mean? Like. I know what I should be doing. I just didn't execute. Um, yeah. And it's, I don't know. I feel like even in the first hour, I was like, this is something really special. Uh, whereas like, I think Curse of the Dead Gods is something special too. It's just, they're two way different types of roguelites. Like you have one you that- You can only like one. You can only like one. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but yeah, I, I am ecstatic to get more in there and uh figure out what the hell's going on they also do weird things where it's like sometimes in first person sometimes in third which is interesting yeah, um, it's kind of like what samus returns did <clears throat> yeah it was like 2d and then also fr front d i don't know <laughs> front d <laughs> front d <laughs> wow first person that's what it's called <laughs> um yeah, I, I like the perspective stuff I've seen on there. Um, they should just rename it Front D. That's what that means. <laughs> uh, 
No, the Returnal, uh, the, the movement stuff looks a lot more fluid than I thought it was going it's to. It's so fast and quick. Like, when it was like, here's the button to run. I was, like, looking for a stamina bar, and I wasn't seeing one. And I was just like, fuck. Okay. I'm just going to run around real fast all the time. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's cool. Um, I'm very excited about that and playing more of yeah. that. While also playing uh, 12 minutes and... Right, and a bunch 96 of and a whole bunch of other shit. Hey, Chris, so, so uh, it's starting to pile up. Yeah, uh, Chris, if you're trying to stream more, I am mostly unavailable during the entire week now. So, yay! All I'm saying is, uh, you got you got all the time if you're trying to do that. Uh, I I just moved. Well, not I just moved. Uh, I am about to move my PS5 from our living room TV to uh, my station, my setup here, which means I can uh, start streaming stuff. Uh, hey. So uh, we got Russ in chat. Russ uh, is, you know, one like, and I'll I'll do that thing. Well, Russ was that one like, and that thing uh, is to play God of War to 100% it. Uh, nice. I've got a few Valkyrie fights uh, on the hardest difficulty, and boy, oh. is it hard. It's so very hard. Yeah, very easy. It's a lot of dying. So it's that and uh, Celeste. I'm like in, I'm in the home stretch of 100%ing that game. Um well, not 100%. There, there's one type of challenge that I'm not even going to try because it's insane. The seasides? Uh, no, actually, I'm on the seasides right now. It's the seasides where you have to do them in one shot without dying. Oh. That's too much. I'm not even going to try that. Who has time for that? Yeah. Uh, so, so that's crazy. But anyway, I, I'm going to try to stream those. Uh, what we're waiting on is Lizzie and I are about to beat It Takes Two. I still... I'm not really going to talk about it, uh, you know, get until I beat it, probably. But uh, that's still a game that I like a whole lot. There are a lot of wonderful things. I'd say it's my highest, like, co-op suggestion for the year. Uh, but it's too long. Uh, I twice, at least twice already, I thought we were at the end of the game. Oh, wow. um, I thought it was going to end, and it, it just keeps going. And, and I've two of my friends independently who are playing have essentially said the same thing. So, uh, I mean, the game's good. And it's nice that there's more of it because it's like it, it's the game is fun, but really it's just a fun excuse to play a video game with my partner. So that's cool, uh, and we both have a good time. So anyway, for I guess I'm gonna beat that soon. I don't know. I said <laughs> that like three or four sessions ago, and but I think we're actually going to beat it. Uh, and then and then the PS5 will move over here onto my station. So nice. when I can, I, I'm looking at Returnal. I don't know if I'm going to beat, or uh, I don't know if I'm going to get Ratchet and Clank because I still never beat the last one, even though that game was amazing. Um, I just dropped off of it. and uh, I don't think I, it's don't important that you do. I think it's totally well, fine. Well, I'm not if you worried don't. about the story yeah. or anything. <laughs> it's just like, uh, if I get the game, I want to beat it, but I don't know if I'm going to beat it. I already have plenty of other stuff to play. So even if that game is amazing, I don't know if I want to pay... 40 or 60 bucks or however much it costs or 70 um to get it and there's nothing, right. again there's nothing wrong with the game it's just i already have i have so much to play and i have <clears> even <throat> stuff on game pass that yeah uh i can spend zero dollars more than what i'm spending and i can still play that stuff yeah maybe uh, i can uh i i also i beat death's door by the way i just we've talked a bunch about it so i i didn't feel like we needed to talk about it much on the pod but i did beat that i didn't 100 percent it but I did beat the final boss and got credits and all that. So, and kind of walked around and looked at some of the stuff I could do after. 
Um, I just have too much else to play. But I, I could totally see myself streaming maybe Curse of the Dead Gods or maybe uh, Road 96 or 12 Minute. Yeah. The stuff that's on my PC is much easier for me to stream than like running the PlayStation 5 through the Elgato and then like being like, oh, nope, something's wrong. Something's not working right. I don't know what it is. I'd rather, if it's on PC, it's like way easier for me. So I might be able to do something Monday or Tuesday. Uh, well, uh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because I'm in a position right now where if I do anything during the week, it's going to be impromptu. Like I can't make any plans because I can't, right. I can't make any promises. <laughs> My right. work schedule is completely unpredictable. Yeah. So I don't think anybody's going to be upset if you just hit that live button. Okay. Um, you know, so, so so like don't sweat it. But uh, yeah, if you want a companion, I mean, if I'm available, I'd love to pop in and, and watch those games. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about Road 96 all week. I've been driving a bunch, and uh, that the the game sense of motion. I mean, it's called Road 96. The, the sense of motion between places in that game, uh, I really enjoy. Uh, in the past three three months of my life, I've done more traveling than I ever have in my whole life. And uh, the appeal of, like, being on the road has never been higher for me. So Road 96 yeah. really captures that uh, road trip vibe, even a, even though, of course, the, in that game, you're not shaking a road trip for fun. No. Uh, or maybe you are. Maybe in some of them you are, <laughs> and then things go bad. But it seems like uh, you start the game, and you're trying to get somewhere um, with with distinct purpose. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to play that. I've heard some less than great things about it so far, but I... I'm still excited to check it out. So, uh, Thomas, we got any shout outs and, and things we need to plug before we uh, mosey out of here? It's the return of the Canadian uh, Sure, We got our boy. Hey! Uh, yeah, we had uh, we had some requests for uh, more community, community spotlight stuff. I kind of fell off that as, uh, as my travel picked up. Uh, for everybody in Kansas City, uh, he's going to be speaking at a panel at Planet Comic Con. He is speaking on uh, how streaming got me through 2021 or okay, 2020, so, rather. So just because I think everybody missed that. Yeah, because you dropped out. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. Um, so, Thomas, again, who is who is this wonderful person we're talking about? Oh, how embarrassing. Uh, the wonderful person we're talking about is Nerdmeat. Uh, so for everybody in Kansas City, he will be at Planet Comic Con speaking on a panel, uh, which the theme for which is how streaming got me through 2020. So that's got Nerd Meet, our resident mod. It's uh, moderated by Ray Apollo, who was on, I think, our second episode, third episode, one of the early episodes. He's early. a great guy. Uh, and you, he's, yeah, both, both of them are great. Um, that's going to be a fun panel. I wish I could catch a video of it, but low. Uh they're not uh, they're not recording stuff which i don't blame them uh, <laughs> if you're if you're if you're at planet comic-con this weekend go see them that'll be a fun and time that is specifically a friday panel at six o'clock room 2504 ad thank you for telling Close. me because i got a free day pass and i was trying to decide on which day i should go so friday. now i know friday <laughs> i'll just go Carlos with useful information my man <laughs> my man my man so uh yeah 
that stuff, uh, go to Planet Comic Con, go see some people. Uh, if you are, you should share that in our Facebook group because I'm sure there are a whole bunch of people in our group, that are in our community that are going to that. Um, and you guys could always say hello to each other. Uh, besides that, I know that we've had some new players pick up Overwatch because I've been playing that with the whole crew now in Discord. Um, so if Overwatch is something that you're interested in, whether you've played for a long time or if you don't even own the game yet, we've had uh, groups of four, five, and six lately, which has been a huge blast. It's been so much fun um, doing that stuff. And, you know, even earlier today, I was chit-chatting. I was streaming Overwatch in our Discord and uh, listening to old-time radio. Old-time like radio! Like actual, <laughs> like, 1930s, 40s, 50s. Uh, I listened to a radio show, a ra- like a radio drama adaptation of the Archie comics. I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, I listened to, there were ads for wine, which like tell you distinctly how to drink wine and how it looks and all these funny things. There was a song commercial for Hershey chocolate bars, uh, which is the proper noun that they used. I listened to a Sherlock Holmes uh, an entire story and a bunch of other stuff and it just cracks me up um, I love golden like old timey radio because it's just like such a snapshot of a different time and place yeah. and man it is a certain kind of entertainment uh, so yeah I hung out in, in discord streamed overwatch and uh, we listed that today that was a hoot and hoot is absolutely or no what did they say uh, oh they had some phrase that was like it's meant to be like it's in style. Oh my gosh, I wish I had written it down. But was lots it the of cats lots... meow. No, it's like uh, there was an entire audio drama that was dedicated to this guy was like borrowing money from his boss at work and complaining about money issues, and his wife really, really wanted this expensive piece of furniture. And the entire thing is she's trying to convince him to get it, and they finally go and get it, but someone else bought it. And it turns out the person who bought it was their kid who was tired of them bickering all the time. And he got a job at 14, which they kept making a point of 14-year-olds getting jobs. That came up so many times. Uh, and, and it was the kid who ended up buying the chair uh, and, and all this stuff. And I'm just like, wow, this is like a funny story. And at the end, they uh, had some little thing. They were like, this... Uh, this broadcast was brought to you, uh, brought to you, the soldiers and Navy and Air Force so- people of the United States by blah, 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 whatever broadcast thing. Um, and everything about it from top to bottom was like, wow, like this is a whole different world. Like this is podcasting seven years or 70 years ago, seven decades ago. Um, it's it's wild. It cracks me up. So <laughs> random. And then meantime, in the meantime, you're like playing Overwatch. <laughs> Such yeah. a juxtaposition of... <laughs> right. Yeah. So I was uh, I was hanging out with Mr. Jerp in chat. Uh, I was streaming and he was watching and we're just cracking up at this uh, this radio stuff. But yeah, uh, it, this is just another reason. I'm in our Discord pretty much anytime I'm on my computer. So if you want to pop in, you don't need an invitation. Uh, this is your invitation. So just pop in and have a good time. I saw Straying Bat in chat and uh, she streams Dead by Daylight in our community. You should go go follow her. But I popped into her Discord, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, just for no reason. I didn't know anybody but her. Uh, and I popped into the Discord voice chat, and it was a really fun time. Um, so Discord's where it's at. Come yeah. hang out. <laughs> Come hang. Come hang. Uh, yeah. Carlos, you want to tell all the people where they could find us? Yes. 
you need to go to www.partyinvite.games. Uh, there are some blog pieces. There are some rapid grade reviews uh, that go over a good deal of games uh, that run the gamut. Uh, so if you're interested in our takes, uh, then go ahead and check those out. It's really, really easy to read. Um, we'll have some more blog posts up there uh, sometime soon. Of course, all the links to our communities and such are at the same website. Uh, so you can grab any of our content, whatever you need, uh, and find our community links on that website. Again, partyinvite.games. Uh, and yeah, we, uh, we're definitely going to have some more content up there. Uh, more of my weekends are going to be writing and some other video stuff outside of the podcast. So uh, Sweet. be on the lookout. Definitely give us a, a sub and uh, comment and catch up on some things if you've missed out on some of our pods or some of our features, like the uh, a la card, which has four or five episodes with uh, lots of card games. And uh, four? Yeah. Does, I think. You know, we were joking the other day, but does Back for Blood a uh, card game? Because <laughs> <laughs> it has we cards. Can totally make that another I mean, card. Right. Um, um, yeah, tell all your friends. If you enjoy what we do or enjoy the community, let your friends know. Invite your friends to come hang out. Yeah, don't keep that shit to yourself, you selfish bastard. Wow. Selfish. I'm selfish. calling all you out. If, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not calling Rust out. He's, he's like the guy. And Julius Cairo was in here earlier. He's also the guy, but like, if you you're like all the guys here, <laughs> share that shit.